I used to think that I had to wait until Simchat Torah. in the desert, in the wilderness. First, the Torah that I ever gave was on Parashat Bar. The first Torah I gave after being ordained from KTS. That was May 2015. I feel like I have actually gone through the wilderness. And I am so thrilled <laughs> to be presenting to you, to actually be grappling with you about my talk myself. So all this time, this whole journey has been about preparing the people like, to go through this wilderness. What happened? They were counted, they were organized, they were lifted, and the counting was very particular. It said Seu. Right? Like really lift up lift up the head of each person. It's not just one, two, three, four. Lift up so that they are actually seen. Yes. They said those who were counted really were Ben Shana. To be counted at that time was to be we had to be at least twenty years old and male. But today we are we read that today as Okay. And us. Right? And we actually are looking forward. How did this happen? How did the El Kanaret come to be our artist in residence? And she will flip that language on us. So meanwhile, we are with Matot Mase. Matot Mate could be a staff, but it's also looked upon as tribes. Us, the people, Masay is the journeys. So as Rabbi Jillhammer was saying to us yesterday, there's this phenomenon in Hebrew where you take two nouns, you put them together, two distinct nouns that had their own being and, and context, you put them together, it becomes something new. So Matot Masay is one of those. Battles, vows, some of the people saying, okay, you see over there, Kanan, where we're supposed to cross. I think we're good. We're going to stay on the other side. We're going to stay by Yarden, by Jordan, and others will cross. But meanwhile, they say that there are about 32 places in 40 years where the people landed. So we're going to look a little bit about this thing of journey. Masse. It is said that in every place where they landed, things happened. So, they had to first identify the name of the place. And then they had to identify where they walked from that place to another. So you have a whole list of names. Why so? They say just they went from here and they all got over here. Why say every stopping place? In the Midrash Rabbah, the rabbis bring up the story of a king who had a sick son. 
So they had to travel far and wide to find a cure for the sun. And the sun got well. And they had to retrace their way back. So as they went back, the father, the king, said, Son, I'll say that again. Someone say that to my son. Son, over here, you got sick. And this is how he felt. And they traveled again. They got to another place. And again, he said, say it with me, son, here you got sick. And this is how you felt. And they went again. Got to the other place last time. Son, in my house, what usually comes after son or daughter is the biggest teaching is don't be an idiot. <laughs> son or self, don't be an idiot. When I was 15, when you were 15, could I have said those words to you? When you were 18, when you were 21, when you were 30, there were these times in our lives and places we can even remember where we needed somebody to say to us those words. So the rabbis in the Hasidut actually said that they had to mention every place. And they had to say what happened in every place. Because that wherever they landed, the people experience a sense of descent and a sense, a sense of ascension. Everywhere they went, they fell. There were things that they did that provoked God. They learned and they got up and powered on. So keeping that in mind, we're going to look at the problematic text. You with me? Okay. Why well, it always lands on me, right? I don't get the pretty text. <laughs> Page nine hundred and fifty-seven. If you have a question, we're looking at verses fifty to fifty-three. Could someone please read that? Voice strong. <laughs> yes, um, Sharon. Very loud for the live streamer. Yes. The daughters of Zelopalad. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. 957? No, no, 957. land among yourselves by lot, clan by clan, 
larger groups increase the share. The smaller groups reduce the share. Okay, thank you. Let's just stop there for a moment. Thank you so much. Just those, we're going to look at the, the three verses, right? And hang in with there, hang, hang in with me. We're going to look at the words that come after the colon, right? When he says, speak to the Israelite people and say to them, count with me and say with me the verb, verbs that you see there, okay? We are on the third, after the third line, second line from the bottom. Speak to the Israelite people and say to them. Here we go. We do this together. When you cross the Jordan, you shall, next one, you shall dispossess all the inhabitants of the land and destroy all their Next word. Destroy Next word, give me some force. Demolish. Cult places. Next one. Take And last one. And set in it, for I have assigned the land to you to possess. Let's do this again, just looking at the verbs. First one is cross. Next one, say with me. Dispossess. I go first. Destroy. I go first. Destroy. Demolish. Demolish. Take possession. Take possession. Settle in. Settle in. Okay, we're just going to focus on that. <laughs> Remember, we said, let's take some of the knowledge that the Hasidut gave us, and they said that wherever they went and where they would have had to do some of this, there was a moment of ascension. There was a moment of descent, and there was a chance for healing, and they had to go on. The word dispossess. Are we in here together? Do you have the same difficulty I have with this? Yes. Okay. Because why? Because we are looking at these words with our eyes today, right? Right? We ask for that blessing that we would not be blind. The word horashem is the word they have for dispossess. I'm having a problem with this. Because when you say horashem, it says sometimes in, in the dictionaries it means to expel, it means to disinherit. So inheritance there would be the opposite, sierrush to inherit. So what they are being asked is go to a place, almost remove the people from their inheritance, or can you remove inheritance from them? In Sota, the rabbis say, let's look at this command. And they actually say backtrack, back up. Go back to Jordan for a moment. And think, when you're in the brain, think that when you are in Jordan, when you're still there, Joshua said, wait, no, da, right? Know first what you're going to do. Know that when you are crossing Jordan, what is the reason for that? It's to drive out the inhabitants that are there, to expel them, 
after which he may be able to settle them. Settle there. And he actually says, you have to do this, if you, because if you don't, it will be like the water will rise up, you will drown. Wait, he didn't say you, he said water will rise, and you will end, and uh, water will drown. Ot hen. Ot hen. Ot means, he said, and the Gemara actually describes this as saying, not only they, hen, will drown, you will drown. You and I, who are reading this today, if all that dispossession, destroy, 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 kill, crush, destroy, if that doesn't happen, you will drown, as well as you, them, that they were talking to, will drown. Are we having a hard time with this? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Right. We're not going to solve it. <coughs> so this past week, I was in a court, an immigration hearing, where I was not a lawyer, but I was one of those to, to accompany an immigrant, an immigrant family, for their first hearing. So apparently this immigrant family had had hearings before, but they couldn't go on with it because the lawyers just disappeared, took their $2,000, and never showed up in court. And literally that day, I saw other cases where a whole family came in and, and you know, they, they were told, um, where's your lawyer? And the lawyer, and they said, we're waiting for him, and he's not, a, he's a no-show. And sitting there, what happens when you go into these courts, uh, and this is today down on Barrett Street, is that the, what we call them the friend, the person who's asked, asking for sanctuary or asylum, they have to sit there and first look at a video. It's a video of a judge speaking in English, but then he's dubbed in a female voice in Spanish. And this is some of the language that he heard. Mind you, I was preparing for the story reading, right? So this is what I heard. If you're applying for asylum, for example, the charges against you will typically include the following. The date you entered the U.S., your nationality, whether you entered without being inspected at the border, by immigration officials, officials, whether you overstayed your visa, whether you entered using false travel documents. You will be able to tell the judge what forms of relief you're seeking. For example, asylum, withdrawal of removal, voluntary departure, cancellation of removal, and adjustment of status. If you are seeking asylum, make sure to also apply for withholding of removal and protection under the U.S. UN Convention Against Torture. If you're applying for asylum, the judge will also ask you to designate a country of removal. The judge will then typically designate your home country as a country of removal as a formality. Just that piece is not the whole piece. I counted in my hand, hand and a half, six removals. So an immigrant family for whom English is not their native language, understands that in this kind of sing-songy voice, um, in the, with all the technical language, what's the word that they, remo that, that, that they uh, understand? Removal. Removal. 
exactly. Horoshtem. Dispossess. We're just sitting with this. We're sitting with this because this is what we do. We look to the Torah and we sit, not just to sit and do nothing, but we actually sit so that we can dispute, we can settle what the words are saying. And this idea of settling, finding what the words of the scripture are telling us is one way we deal with Torah. We don't agree necessarily, but we have to find a way to settle with it. And this morning I was likening it to different candles floating in a bowl of water. Right? Beautiful, right? When the candles are lit and they're sitting on top of the water, but the water's not solid, but it's a container. So if you are like me, knowing that all our scriptures actually say the object of all of this is actually to settle the land. If you are having problems with that, hang in there with me. But also, if you like me, believe and know in my gut that without all of this that happened, there will be no Eretz Israel, there will be no place for, for, for us and for them hanging there with me. If you believe that you can live outside of engaging with the question of Israel, the nation state of Israel, hanging there with me. And if you like me, and like Melissa Williams, another Roman member who did this accompaniment training, herself saw and sat and heard the words that I just read to you hanging there with me. And her words to us really were, she said, be the annoying person at the dinner party that brings up the issue and let the people around you deal with it and sit in uncomfortable silence. Build a community where you live. Matt and I, she, she writes, we're just walking dogs and I ran into a woman that I sat at the court with as an accompaniment volunteer. And she lives in my neighborhood. Not to be cliche, but be one of the helpers that Mr. Rogers talked about on the show. So if you are like Melissa Williams, where you have this desire to perhaps do something, perhaps to even investigate Horashtem in the Torah, Horashtem happening in our neighborhoods, Horashtem happening down on Barrett Street. Hang in there with me. And I invite you to come up for the first of the